Welcome to the Bossy Besties Podcast. So, uh, we are doing this again, I guess. Fuck us, right? <laughs> We're like the dad that went out for a pack of cigarettes and never came home. <laughs> Yeah, but just now showed we're up. home. We got another kid somewhere. <laughs> we're not going to talk about it. We'll just see what happens when they're able to write their own letters. Uh, you know, we're just going to pretend like it didn't happen now that you're old enough to basically raise yourself and I've abandoned you for all the time that you really needed me. Well, now that you can buy your own cigarettes, how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess we're back here because we had enough people that... Uh, Thought we were pretty cool, so we're like, let's be cool for you all over again, because wintertime depression's coming soon. It's pretty nice to say, uh, back by popular demand, isn't it? It actually is pretty fun to say that, <laughs> and, uh, I, I'm not sorry, I'm not sorry to say that either. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, you're doing a good job. <laughs> Bitch, you're doing a good job. So I thought I'd come into season two and just throw an F-bomb out there real quick, because some of the feedback that we did get is that, uh... Well, how was it put? I am like the blushing person whenever you swear and I'm like trying to keep it PC. <laughs> so I was like, well, we're just going to mix it up season two. <laughs> so now you can't swear. Ready, go. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, t- the tables have turned. <laughs> um, <laughs> so speaking of tables turning, I'm about to be turning a table up at my doctor's office um, when we like started talking, turning a table about... like like Teresa Judice, like Real Housewives in New Jersey, like flipping a table, like prostitution whore. Like, are you gonna be flipping out? I only know about that because of our friendship group. I don't watch any of that, <laughs> and so I don't know. But I mean, sure. Uh, well, really, I mean, I'll be turning tables, meaning I'm going to turn away from my current doctor's table and do a new one. I just uh... want to get jiffy lubed. Yeah, you're going for a second opinion on something? <coughs> well, yeah. So I told you that I was having like this intense back pain and then um, it was like causing me to tears. Yeah. So I, I went and we did like a blood scan and, you know, they did an ultrasound. And I go and like, long story short, I'm there for like the big reveal of like what's going on. And he's like, we don't have any uh, gallstones. He was like, you have PCOS, right? And I was like, yeah, I have polycystic. Um, And he was like, well, you know, fatty liver disease. Let's just, you know, try to keep the weight down. And uh, we'll check your levels in uh, three months. And I was like, do I have a fatty liver? (laughs) Like, my liver needs to run, exercise, whatever. And uh, he was like, no. And I was like, okay, that doesn't make any sense. Cool. like Tourette's syndrome of magic eight ball terms of medical things. So I was like, this is annoying. Well, then I go do my own Google searching. And apparently with PCOS, one of the uh, symptoms that will come to light over time is possibly going to be fatty liver disease. Hmm. Very interesting. So maybe put those together instead of being like, here's, here's two finish lines, figure out how you can put them together. <laughs> You know, like what? Why so I, I didn't go s- to medical school. Don't give me fucking homework. Like, <laughs> right. I want to see somebody who can put that tangled web we weave together for me. Cause I'm not trying to be my own orb weaver over here. Cause he's not offering any real solutions. He was just like, Hey, this could happen. And Let's you know, what's up with the pain? It. it hasn't gone away forever. Like it still comes and goes. And I'm just like, well, I can grit and bear it, I guess, because once I receive pain, then I'm like, all right, this level of pain, I can choke it down, and then here we are, you know? Right, right. Um, 
so screw it here we are so one of my first advocating things is be your own advocate for your own health get yourself a doctor that you feel you can work with and also you're not a hypochondriac if you just want to know what the heck's wrong with you and fix it and be done with it you're you're hypochondriac if you read about something and then assume you automatically have it all the time that's the difference (laughs) so advocate for yourself stay off the internet get a doctor that doesn't make you go to the internet that's my first piece of the season yeah, for sure. I think, first of all, everybody is way too quick to just jump and, like, instantly diagnose a labiatic cancer, somebody we may know. <laughs> yeah, listening. well, I was looking up labia <laughs> injuries this morning because of that, and I was like, you may be clicking that mouse or something. I don't know. Like, that's why I'm like, that's got to be, like, a friction burn or something. I don't think I don't think you've got cancer of the labia, but stay off WebMD because everybody does that. Like, what's... Like, what's the cause of this pain in my left side? Oh, well, you're fucking dying, so congratulations. Like, No, it's probably no. your kids or your husband. Everyone <laughs> knows that. <laughs> and if you're a husband listening, it's definitely your kids because your wife is the same. Oh, my God. Maybe not. Your wife's probably a pain in the ass just as much as you are. <laughs> Whatever. I hate 2021. Team, no teams. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Team, I'm on no team. I know. I've, I'm at the older I get, I am like rich. Rich kind of got like so irritated with me one day, like not like in a bad way, but he was just like, he was like, I, I always have this thing where I'm like, well, you know, if somebody's bitching about something, I'm like, well, you know, if you look at it from this person's point of view, you know, this is how they see it, and you know, you gotta gotta maybe adjust your expectations for people or situations or whatever. And, like, one day, I think he just wanted me to be on his fucking side, you know? And I was just like, well, you know, they could be this or that. And he was like, were you on the fucking debate team? Like, why do you have an opposite response for anything somebody always says? (laughs) (laughs) It's just nature. Yeah, I just... It's just nature. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's my 2021 is, like, perspective. I'm, like, very much, like... Okay, you know, everybody is having a human experience. I think that's like a big buzzword right now. And I think it's a great phrase. Everybody is having a human experience. And if everybody took like just a moment to recognize somebody else's experience, whatever that is in their life, then we could be a little more gracious, you know? Oh, absolutely. I agree. Um, When you said you have the opposite viewpoint to point out in a conversation, I immediately thought of our college years where we had that one friend who, um, I don't know who named her this. It was so wild, but called her the grudge master. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It was me. I named her that. But I actually just spoke about her today because I was talking about how I... Like, if I have an issue, I usually point it out or choke it down and move on. And then if somebody wants to bring it up, I'm like, I moved on. Well, I will say, like, with postpartum depression, that changed. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to move on all the time. I had to, oh, I graduated therapy while we were all away. We'll talk about that in another episode. But, um, you know, it's not an easy thing to do. And... Always seeing the other side gives you perspective of where they could be coming from. Does it mean they're right? Absolutely not. But it does give you a chance to say, well, maybe I can explain this to them in a different way that will be more centered towards the way they thought it 
from the first place. Right, exactly. Yeah, because I think the way people's perceptions of things are differently, and then you have to take into account their experiences in life and where they come from to really understand why they respond in the way that they do. And whether we respond well to that response in itself, you know, reflects on how, you know, who we are and and how we deal with things. And I will tell you one of the most enlightening things that I got from a girlfriend of mine, she goes to AA and one of the things she really learned from these meetings was that you don't have to show up to every fight you're invited to. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Right. It's hard though. Right. Oh my gosh. I love attending parties. It doesn't matter what kind. Okay. Like, <laughs> I if we're going to be social. Like, <laughs> if we're going to be social, I'm here for it. Negative, positive, or otherwise. Um, <laughs> sometimes I'll reinvite you very quickly back to that same place. We don't know. Sometimes you want to be like petty mayonnaise. You know, you want to just be like, you know, sometimes those little jabs. But like, it's 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 hard sometimes. It's a slippery slope, as some people say. Exactly. Exactly. So I figure it's our um, first episode, right back to it. And what's funny enough is that I actually started getting some messages today from girlfriends that said, hey, podcast thought, podcast thought. And they're not anybody in a group. They're just people that have listened to us. And I feel like it's just in the air that people are expecting us to return. Yeah, I love so, it. I had somebody message me saying they were a stay-at-home mom and they missed us. Like, we were friends oh to gosh. her during the day. I was like, that's the sweetest. We're back for you, baby. We are back <laughs> for you. Um, so anybody who has thrown us a bone for ideas, we will be on those topics right after this episode because we needed to keep it light so i think the first thing we're going to talk about keeping it light my ass um pandemic parenting round two who thought that we would be here on the next year of life and having our children in this in-between land still Mm -hmm. of uncertainty quarantining for 10 to 14 to 24 days depending if you have a sibling who thought we'd be here right now i'm not going to raise my hand because i was I was giving that blind hope trust thing to let's be done. Yeah, no way, dude. No way did I think that we were going to see another like Thanksgiving and Christmas like this. Oh my gosh. And we will continue that thought about the Thanksgiving Christmas. But holy smokes, you have three kids and they're all school age. Yeah. So how's that going? You, your husband, the kids, how's everybody dealing with that? So I think it's hard Like, I work remotely, so, you know, I don't really come in contact with a lot of people anyways. Like, about as much contact as I get with the outside world as if I go to the grocery store. Um, Or if I'm playing, you know, one night a week I go play pickleball. But my kids are in five days a week at school. And there was a lot to do here about, like, parents protesting against the mask mandates and things and our district like did this wild thing where they made it optional like for a parent to be able to sign a medical exemption form and not a doctor so i was very nervous um you know two of my three kids are vaccinated we've made that choice for them actually i say we made i made that choice for one the other one asked she was the one that like pioneered for it so um but we were very nervous that we were going to get sick and we did catch a cold 
But, you know, I, I got tested because everybody was like, oh, we're just having cold system sy- symptoms and we're testing positive for COVID. So then you go through that like nervous, oh, wait, I mean, I, I do have a scratchy throat and I do have, you know, like, do I feel warm? <laughs> you know? Right. Like I, these I'm, kids are bringing it home. Right. Like we're vaccinated, but maybe these are like the milder symptoms. So then you go get tested and then you got to wait and you're in like sheer panic for two days waiting obvious you know thankfully it was nothing but it definitely is something that's still a concern like but i feel like at this point though there's nothing you i I say nothing you could do obviously you continue to not be a dirtball and wash your hands and (laughs) socially distance and clean things but i the, the world is in such this like chaotic mess of vaccination versus you know don't jab me and mm-hmm. um, mass and no mass that it's like we can't come together as like a human species to like try and prevent unnecessary deaths. So we're just kind of there's no you you're, every day is a risk, you know, it just is what it is. So it's like, well, I don't know. You kind of got to live just... with it. You have to like mitigate the risk. You got to like calculated risk. We talked about calculated risks a year ago, just about leaving our houses at all. You know, and and now it's like, it, you know, fuck it. At this point, you can't, you, you we can't stay locked down anymore. <laughs> right. And what are we gonna do? Just stay in our bunkers until the war has been won? You know, right. like who knows when this is gonna be over? There's a new variant. There could be another variant. Who actually knows what's going on? So I am happy to hear that your kids are enjoying school. Or do you feel like they're just? better all the way around because they're in the school setting with friends social things sports interaction oh i do i definitely do they thrive much better being in school like in person i never wanted them you know i i knew i they needed to be home for safety reasons i obviously would have preferred them to go the fuck back to school you know and not only for my mental well-being but theirs as well so i definitely think that they're doing much better in person and i think i think most kids would you know yeah absolutely but that's that's why i was like hey wear masks and let the teachers get vaccinated and like so we can continue to be in school five days a week you know i my kids are older and i work from home so them doing school from from home isn't too much of a burden on me i don't you know some people don't have they can't be home they can't just work from home they can't their kids are smaller in kindergarten, first grade, second grade. You just shut down for weeks at a time. Like, that's not feasible. We did that once already, and a lot of things and people didn't survive. So it's like, hey, let's let's kind of work together so we can keep the kids in school, you know? Absolutely. My sister, um, her one daughter had a COVID test that came up positive, uh, rapid at home. So my sister being in the medical field was like, I have to do the right thing. I have to report it. And then she doesn't go to school. Well, Mm -hmm. then she does her three day test and it comes back negative Mm. and she takes another three day test and it comes back negative. But at this point now the health department has been involved. The school has contacted them because that's their due diligence. And they're still told they can't come back to school because there was a wonky positive of a at home rapid. So, the initial kid is stuck out of school for the 10 days. And then the two siblings are out of school for an additional like week plus. Right. Right. So my sister's currently sitting at home with her kids 
And the one that was the infector is at school because her 10 days, days are up, even though she didn't have it at any point, it seems. But right. that's what we have to do. And it's kind of like, those are like the big issues that people have with the whole system of everything. Because when there is a false positive, which how many people have taken a pregnancy and gotten a fo- false positive? Right, you know, like, yeah. did you then want to sue the pregnancy test companies? No, you were just like, I'll just go get another test. Right, but I um, think the the effects of a false positive pregnancy test only only wreaks havoc on a couple people. No, <laughs> <laughs> you know, as opposed to a whole schooling system. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it is but what it is, but, but that's, that's kind of where we're at. That's the inner conflict right now with people, isn't it? Right. Like you're like, oh, I took an at home at home test. I feel fine. Um, but these aren't like really completely accurate. I need to take like an official one. That's going to take a couple of days. So do I, do I take like an unreliable test and then report the results of it? Or do I just not say anything, go take a test and three days later and see what it is, what the results are. It's like that inner conflict of, do I disrupt everybody's life on a maybe, or do I, like you said, I you know the right thing to do is to report it, but like that's also that's a pretty big inner conflict in that moment, you know, especially when we've all experienced the burden in well, multitudes of ways at this point by COVID. Well, and boy, am I happy that I've heard these stories because I will. I've already made the decision in my head if this were to be me. It's like you know we just sit there and dream up these emergency scenarios and what we would do, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, I was like, well, if it happened to me in my household, I would not report the first test, but then we would all stay home until our three-day test came back. And then after that, it would be a reportable thing. Because I've seen it happen a couple times in the other ways. Well, what's three days off to be safe and keep everyone away from us if we do, in fact, have it? Right. And then we just got back ten day, or seven of our ten days of our lives back if it is, in fact, a, a false positive. Right, right. That's how I look at that, but <clears throat> pandemic parenting with a uh, toddler is still uh, a gross thing. I mean, a toddler is a gross thing, so... I mean, she's, like, a whole, like, real human. Like, she's not a little baby anymore, so, like, how are you How are you handling that just as a human who is now a mother of a maniac? Because every so, child is a maniac at that age. My little maniac, Vivian, um... She's always been a snot factory, so we actually just got tubes in her ears, um, hoping that that is going to alleviate any, you know, false issues in our heads about if our kid has COVID and stuff too, you know? Right, but, yeah. But um, she's not really much of a um, foreign object eater, liquor, whatever, so that's good for us. <laughs> and then her daycare has been, like, fantastic. Really? They are, yeah, if you're not feeling comfortable coming into the daycare... You can ring the buzzer and they'll come get your kid at the door. The teachers are wearing their masks. And, um, I mean, there's no social distancing small children, so it kind of is what it is. Yeah. That's where we're at with that. Yeah, for sure. But they're teaching great habits. Like, my daughter came home from school the one day and said, stop, wait, there could be germs. (laughs) And I was like, what? And she was like, it's dangerous. We must wash our hands, mommy. <laughs> you know what? I didn't think about it until this very moment, but what a whole new generation of people they are going to be. Like, oh, obviously yeah. they're a new generation, but like how different. Like we grew up on 
just rub some fucking dirt in it and you'll be okay, right? Like, eat dirt. God made dirt. Dirt don't hurt, right? That Those are the things mm-hmm. that we literally hurt. Well, I don't know about you. I was raised in the country, but... <laughs> these are When the I things- was pregnant... I said my kid's eating a spoonful of dirt every day to keep her immunities up. So yeah. here we are. <laughs> so now, you know, they're raising them to be like, hey, your germs can kill you. Let's maybe, like, watch out for them. So mm-hmm. I, I wonder if long term that will be good or it will be bad. Because it's obviously the they're... the depression babies. Right. The baby boomers. <laughs> the new boomers. <laughs> Well, I'm going to say depression babies because that was our uh, grandparents. They lived through the depression times or whatever, and they were younger. And uh, I feel like that's why they were carrying plastic bags in their purses until their funerals. So they could never leave any, no crumb left behind, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's what's going to be of our kids. And it's going to be like no germ left on me and it's going to be sanitizer city. But I think that, you know, even out a little bit, but these kids that are your age kids, you know, coming up into young I thought you were talking to me. I'm like, I'm not that much younger than you. It's just like a month. I don't (laughs) (laughs) know lady. Um, That are my children's age. Yes. I I follow now. (laughs) Um, they'll be the ones to see where they go with after all of this. Either they're going to revert back to rubbing snot on their jeans, or they're going to always find a tissue and a place to wash their hands. It is to be seen because it is just as though every other thing in the world, no one reacts to anything the same way and healthy habits die quick, you know? Yeah, true. Very true. (sighs) But speaking of habits and depression babies, that's onto our next subject, spending habits. Mm. Um... So one of the things that I think has been a good topic of conversation for everyone in the world is like spending habits, you know, like you don't want to spend like your get on yourself or get on other people like, oh, you spend $7 on a coffee every day or whatever, but then I'll buy dinner and think nothing about it. I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. But like, I don't want to spend the extra $3 for the brand name of macaroni at the grocery store or something you know right yeah Um, no for sure so i mean as far as spending habits go do you feel like you've been doing better or worse with working at home now and with you know the pandemic i think kind of changed the way that we do spend our money well so personally for me i do i am doing better because i lost obviously which we all know i lost my job in the pandemic and then I got another job that I really love but it's not making the money that I was so I had to just uh, you know I in general I was going to have to adjust my budget no matter what so um I think I'm I'm better now about my spending than I was previously that's that's a good way to put it. I feel like I sometimes go off the deep end and I'm like, I'm going to buy things because I deserve things and I work hard. And then I go to, I'm going to buy nothing. We need to save money. I can't believe I haven't put X amount of dollars into the savings account or whatever. Or yeah. where's my tax refund still? <laughs> so you're more of like a binge purge. You're kind of on and off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a binge purge person. I will say, um, I'm more of a standoff on the spending stuff, but then I, it's kind of like getting cooped up in the house and that's exactly what it is for me. I'll coop myself up, work home, work home, repeat, repeat, repeat. And then 
I'll be like, I need out. I need to do something. I need to do something creative. I need to do something social. And then spend, 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 spend. And I'm like, oh, these last three months of me doing nothing are now wasted because now the events that I could have spread out over three months, I'm like, two weeks, we did it all. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, shoot, I, I did stained glass. I blew I blew glass. <laughs> I was just doing things with glass. Um, Who's it's glass? all stuff that I've always wanted to <laughs> George Glass. Real mature. Where's all my Brady Bunch fans? Um, <laughs> but I just want to get out and do stuff. My husband and I, this past weekend, we went and we went to dinner in Little Italy because we've been watching The Sopranos, so we should go to a little Italian restaurant, bistro, if you will. Did you and watch we Many were... Saints? Not yet, because I have two episodes left of the entire Sopranos series, and then we're going to watch the film. Oh, shut your face. You're at the end, finally. Yes. That's glorious. So we I'm can, so happy for we you. can discuss things. Uh, listeners, uh, you're going to need to watch the, what is it, The Saints of Newark? The Many Saints of Newark. Yeah, it's the Sopranos story. <laughs> <laughs> it's available on HBO Max or with a password of a close friend. Yeah. <laughs> we love promoting piracy. <laughs> promote piracy they it's start a, with peas it's, it's a victimless crime <laughs> it is it's, not a victimless is that the I thing that it says at the it. beginning of all movies piracy yeah, is not a victimless not, crime right yep um i know people who have worked on some of these films and they still use passwords okay it's getting paid for one way or another and you can't be exploring the content 24 7 so why keep it away from your friends that's all i gotta say um <laughs> so anyways but, so you went and you went and ate it a little italy yeah and then we were gonna go to see the van gogh immersive experience and then uh stay overnight and University Circle, which if you've never been, it is a trip to take. It is a beautiful part of the Cleveland area with all of the museums, art, botanical, little lilies right there. Um, and all of it, it's just like a cute, romantic-y part of like the city area. I guess I'm just falling in love with Ohio, even though I want to move away. Um <laughs> But it was just a great time overall. We got rained out after dinner. We got soaking wet, had a change at the hotel into our driving home clothes because we did not plan on anything. We were just going to go for this one night and then go home. So why right. bring stuff? And then we went looking like total hipsters. I was like, I'm so glad that mismatched weird shaped clothes are real cool because <laughs> I don't feel real cool right now. I literally had on cloth yoga pants. And a V-neck like slouch T-shirt with my wedding shoes, my silver flats with gems on the toes, <laughs> and a zip up hoodie. That's what I had left because I wore my sneakers to dinner because we were walking, and I didn't want to walk in those flats because they're really just kind of occasion shoes, right. not for walking. And uh, these flats ain't made. Once for I walking. got completely soaked, I had nothing else, and that was it. Oh my goodness, that's so funny. So we dropped hundreds of dollars on this night, got soaking wet, got to the exhibit, and it was canceled because water had infiltrated the exhibit. Oh my god. And, and, and I will say, both my husband and I did no bitching. We were just like, well, it happens, I guess. Here we are. At least we get a hotel with two separate beds so we can sleep a good night. <laughs> <laughs> 
And that was it. And it was great. We had a great time. So, you know, one thing I learned from that experience is that if you make the best of anything, it is everything you want it to be, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's what, that's, I think that's definitely something that we tried to do. Like, at first in the beginning when you're planning these dates, and especially when you don't get them that often, when they go awry, you're like, God damn it. Like, I can't get one just one freaking evening to go right like i don't get to do this but then it's like once you just turn it into like a funny story adventure it's like and you just roll with it as it comes and turn it into something else then it's like fuck it this was a blast right and that's how i'm gonna approach the holidays that's how i'm approaching the holidays this year so we talked about spending and now i mean without any kind of a segue it's easy to say well what are you gonna spend on your christmas because all they're doing right now in every type of news or media or advertising is talking about the rising costs of everything. Right. And they're like, well, you got to buy stuff now. You're not going to be able to get anything for Christmas if you don't have stuff right now. Well, you know what? I don't need stuff. My daughter doesn't need stuff. Right. So I think that we're going to forego the stuff part of Christmas. I love that. That's great. You know, let's let's have a nice time. We're going to visit with the families. We got uh, two in town to visit with for Christmas time, for Thanksgiving. We got two in the Carolinas we're going to go see. And we're just going to have a good time. What's an experience? Let's make some crappy gingerbread houses. Maybe that. this year my mother-in-law and sister-in-law can actually keep theirs together. And <laughs> then maybe they could be part of the competition instead of just the example of Nailed It, the Netflix edition. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I um I truly hope Kelly tunes There's in. There's like major this. shit talking going on here. Holiday oh, yeah. bake off shit talk. Oh, we're coming for it, and I'll put it to our social media too. So here we are. <laughs> um, but I think we're just gonna skip it, and you know, my daughter's small, and she's gonna get plenty of stuff from grandparents because even if you tell them no stuff, stuff shows up anyway. Yeah, and. We're just going to do the, we already said we were going to do the something you need, something to read, you know, something to wear, something you want. Something you want, something you need, something you, something. Read and wear, wear, right? Wear and read, yeah. Have you and Rich even fathomed to think about this yet? No, no. Well, I say no, but we kind of did. Like, we basically were talking about how, like, our kids are older and... So now they, like, Chloe asked for a cell phone. Like, well, first of all, that's not happening. But, like, you know, they just, like, want, like, one expensive thing, you know? They don't want a bunch of little shit. And so we had discussed possibly by just giving them, like, one gift and then a gift card, like a, a Visa gift card or whatever, and allow them to manage that money and purchase whatever they want, like... So, because they get a kick out of just, like, sh- shopping on their own. It's like, some, like, Ayla buys Sheen clothes, and Cole buys, like, V-Bucks, and Chloe spends everything she has at Hot Topic. <laughs> <laughs> so you know where they like to spend their money, so you may as well just give it to them and be like, go spend it. Right, and, like, it's nice to have, like, a day. Like, I, like I, I love the days that I take my girls, and we go to the outlets and just, like, walk around and they get to like look at stuff and shop like so to me not only is that a gift to them but it's a gift to me too like like, that's an experience that i get to have with them that's awesome i love shopping memories 
So it sounds like you have a plan. I have a plan. So if you're listening and you don't have a plan, I guess the general messages get your plan together. So I think that we've covered quite a bit for our first introductory episode. And one thing I would like to propose for us to end every episode with a funny question. We don't tell each other what it is. So this week, obviously, I'm going to take it since it's a surprise to you. Um, But the reason I say this is because I feel like it's really important. You know, we talked about mental health a lot because both of us have mental. I mean, let's let's be real. Everyone has mental health. Okay, are you a person? You have mental health, whether it's issues or non-issues. So one of the things that I found to be very helpful is not always being so serious, which we know I love. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like I want to bring that to everyone else. And when you feel like everything's a little heavier and you're being real serious. Ask those lighthearted questions that mean nothing but could become everything. Some of your funniest stories are probably based off of a ridiculous conversation with somebody. My my question is, what is the weirdest smell you have ever smelled? Um, hot dog throw up. Is this from an animal or a person? <laughs> And why did it come so quickly to you? Listen, like, <laughs> it's, it didn't have to be the grossest. It could just be weird. It's a weird smell. It's a because it's like not completely terrible, but it's also pretty terrible at the same time. Because hot dogs <laughs> just kind of have a distinct smell. <laughs> so, did you say what? Who threw this up? Listen. Every time we used to drive from Cal to Waynesburg to visit my parents. We would take the back roads, and it never failed. Somewhere between Fredericktown and Jefferson, Cole was throwing up every time. It didn't matter if we didn't feed him for hours before we left. The minute we hit that stretch in there, like, we, like he was throwing up. And when he was little, he would only eat, I mean, still, he's, you know, spectrum. He only eats certain things. And at that point in his life, he was just eating, like, a lot of, like, hot dogs and raviolis. <laughs> I've cleaned I've cleaned hot dog chunk vomit out of a car seat more times than I could ever count (laughs) (laughs) it's clearly I can smell it right now just the thought just saying it so when you asked me the question that was the first scent that came to my my mind oh my gosh you're so gross what is (laughs) Do you, are you do you answer this too? I'm I'm gonna have to say one of the most distinct smells that I've ever smelled is garlic and balsamic vinegar. Okay? And the reason I say this Yeah, garlic and bowls. So I have a sickness where I'm like, well, I gotta keep jars, okay? I'm not keeping all my throwaway containers but jars i'm like yeah i could use these for other things right well i didn't want to get rid of the little minced garlic jar yeah so i soaked it with dawn dish soap baking soda whatever and i was like all right uh this should take the smell out it surely did not i think the glass was made of (laughs) garlic itself so then i was like you know what like what's gonna what's i'll just use it one time bring it to work i brought like food for the fridge for lunches for work and i put balsamic vinegar in there thinking like oh no big deal right 
Yeah. I opened this thing up to make a salad the other day, and it was just like feet and <laughs> dirty youth lady underwear or something. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. Like, it was like, there are two smells individually that are like, okay, I like that. I could like that. And together, they, they're not good. They're not good at all. Bro. It Don't was super gross. <laughs> Dirty, dirty young lady underwear. <laughs> I'm fucking dead. <laughs> You're all hormonal. Your pH balance is not right. It's a little funky. It's a little funky. It's, it's gonna... the kind of underwear your dog eats. <laughs> Chews the whole crotch out of them. Yeah. It's a sickness. It's a sickness. It's a sickness. Um... But yeah, so that is our fun funny for the end of the day. And uh, we look forward to having you tune in again. We're going to probably put these out weekly like we used to instead of just whenever the hell. So uh, you can count on us again. You can count on us. That's usually a bad thing to hear from us. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to be a better person. (laughs) Good luck.